You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 106. Have you ever wondered where some of those gorgeous tumblers and coffee cups that you see celebrities using are created? Today's guest discovered her passion for making the most incredible tumblers during the pandemic, and she's continued to grow her business ever since. Stay tuned in until the end to hear Danielle's special offer. Hi, Danielle. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I would love to know how you got started creating your beautiful mugs and tumblers. At first, I didn't realize that you were actually painting them. I've seen people just add two store-bought mugs and tumblers, but yours are unique because they're created, it looks like, from scratch. Yeah, a lot of them I do uh, hand paint. I've been doing that more and more, and that's probably one of my favorite methods. So I do a little bit of everything, I would say, but hand painting is one of my favorite ways to do it. And I got started in the middle of quarantine. I just kept seeing all these designs on Instagram and Facebook, and I just was looking for something to keep myself busy. Are fortunate. My husband and I were able to keep our full-time jobs and work our normal hours, but you know, it's just, we weren't going out and doing things outside of the home as much. So I was um, just looking for something to be creative with and just picked up a couple items at Michael's and it just kind of grew from there. I had friends reach out and ask, you know, if I'd make them this and that. And so it just became like a passion of mine to create something so simple like a cup and just make it really pretty. <laughs> oh yeah. But how did you learn those the different techniques? In other words, like I was saying earlier is I have seen people just apply like simple decals mm-hmm. or vinyl to their mugs, but it seems like you have a pretty neat system for I don't know, mixing and creating mm-hmm. all of these different effects, which I think is what makes yours really unique. Thanks. Yeah, I I'm not like a halfway kind of person. (laughs) You know, I could just throw like a sticker or vinyl or something on a cup. But to me, I want to like go the extra. Like I want to throw glitter. I want to throw paint. I want to make it as kind of big as I can because that's more fun for me. Like I really want to get in there and be as creative as I can. So that's really just my personal you know, style, I guess. I I just want to go bigger. I really like glitter. I like paint. I like color. So it's like, just throw it all on there. Right. And how did you teach yourself to do these techniques? I started out in a lot of Facebook groups, just seeing what other people did and like how I could make it different. I'm always looking for like, that's really cool. And there's so many amazing artists out there and, and I love seeing all the different techniques. And then I just will, I kind of jot things down throughout the day. Like I'll have an idea and I'll write it down and like think about it before I actually get into making it. Because there's a lot of steps that go into creating a cup or a mug or anything like that. It's it's a lot of steps and it's, you kind of have to break it down a little bit. So I'll think it through like, okay, you know, this step I need to do this day, these steps I have to do this day. So I put a lot of thought into a cup before I just dive right in. So it's just trial and error, really. 
Yes. Well, be, for those listeners that haven't seen your work, can you mm-hmm. just give us a brief explanation of the process of how you create a piece? Oh, yeah. So the first thing you have to prep your cup, whatever cup that may be. I like to use stainless steel tumblers. Those are the main ones that I use. And, you know, you have to prep your cup. You have to put your base layer on. It can be um, spray paint, um, acrylic paint. It can be all kinds of different things. So you're trying to get it to the color that you want it. And then you're either using epoxy resin, which is a very popular Um, product. I have since I started out using epoxy. You do have to be very careful. It is, you know, a substance that you don't necessarily want in your home around your family. You have to be very careful around it. And I did start out with that. I have switched to a much safer product for myself and my family. And so you have to build up the layers. So it is a, they have to spin There's spinners that you can use that spin the product on to make it even, coat nicely. So you're building up the layers and then the layers have to dry for X amount of time. You have to sand in between. And then if you're using glitter, if you're just doing paint, there's different techniques or different methods depending on what medium you're using. But it can take days and weeks to make a single cup. So it's a lot of layering whatever medium you're deciding to use. And then you're trying to build up that product on the cup. That was what made yours look so different from all the other Mm -hmm. um, products that I've seen is that they seem to have depth. It's not like it's just something applied to the exterior part. And are you able to create custom colors and patterns with your techniques? I do. Yeah. I, I love doing custom cups. I have people reach out to me all the time that, you know, I, my most recent one that I'm looking at right now, actually, somebody reached out and they wanted a white background and there's, they wanted marble kind of a smoky effect. And that's a really big smoke effect cup. So I did that and it was so fun, but it was the first time I had done that. And you're just putting smoke, literal smoke from a candle onto the cup. And it's different every single time you do it, but just taking, you know, one idea that somebody is like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. And then I'll like kind of think about it for a couple of days. Like, okay, what's the best way to do this? What's, you know, how can I achieve this? So I love when people reach out to me for custom cups, but I also really like doing my own thing where I'm shifting a little bit more. I'm going to always offer custom cups, but I also really like making things that are in my head and then selling it that way. Whether, you know, could maybe be personalized with a name or phrase or something like that. But because I think a lot of times it's hard for people to really like, they're like, I want something. I just don't know what. Well, it's so nice that you're able to take an idea and kind of mull it over and then come Mm -hmm. up with something. I know when I had a couple of requests for a headband, because I make First Communion jewelry, but somebody was saying, can you make me a matching headband? I kept saying, no, I I can't. Right. (laughs) And it wasn't until like the third or fourth person, you know, I thought, well, wait a minute, why am I saying I can't? I -hmm. I don't, but I probably could. So I went ahead and did that and I added it to my line. But you know, it's that initial feeling of, wait a minute, am I going to be able to do it? And I love being able to conquer that and say, you know what, I can do it. It's just a matter of learning the process. Like you said, if it's something you've never done before, Mm -hmm. you really have to think it through and figure out how to do that. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, that's exactly what it is. And for me, I just, I work full time and this is my kind of side business. So I have to be a little bit more practical with my time because these cups do take 
days and weeks to create, I have to really plan out step by step what I'm going to do and when so that I can get the item to uh, my customer in a timely manner. Because usually they're like, oh, you know, I need this in two weeks. Right. Yes. They have a birthday or something coming up. So trying to be efficient with my time and get get the item to them when they need it. So I do, I, I really have learned that thinking it through and really processing the steps is the only way to go at this right. point. Well, I have a question regarding mm-hmm. your full-time job. How has having a side gig or a side mm-hmm. hustle affected the way you feel about your full-time job? Oh, that's a really good question. I'm not passionate about my full-time job. You know, it's it's in health insurance and it's not my passion. <laughs> I've always been more, I used to be a hairstylist, so I had that kind of creative outlet. And then I pulled back from doing hair and was looking for more stable hours, nine to five during the week for my family. So made a very big career shift. So it's great because working with people during the day and for something that's very important. And then, but at night or in the morning before I go to work, it is, I get that creative kind of energy that I've always had. I can use that towards something else. So I would love to do this full time. And that's definitely something I'm working towards. But for now, you know, it's been a good balance to where, you know, I'm, I'm doing my full-time job, but I'm getting that creative aspect that I need. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fulfilled. And that's that's the thing I think I try to always emphasize is that if you don't have the ability to leave your full-time job, sometimes it feels like the full-time job is less of a pain when mm-hmm. you're actually enjoying something you're doing outside of work. Yeah. It's, it's almost as if you're not depending on your full-time job to be your everything. Exactly. And it it seems to me like it's a great, I don't know, benefit, especially if you do have benefits at your full-time job. You also don't put all that pressure on your creative business to be your everything. Exactly. I think that's the best way to look at it. And it's just another option. And I'm just a person that I don't I can't sit still. So (laughs) I I like have to be doing more than, you know, I don't know. So I it's this or it would be something else, I'm sure. But right now, this is like so fulfilling to me. And it's just definitely turned into something that, yeah, it's like the reason why I get up in the morning. It's like, all right, right I get to make this today and I get to do this today. So, um, right. Yes. I love that. I think mm-hmm. you definitely know when you find your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So when I was looking through your Instagram account, I noticed that you had a different business name that you had started with. How did you know you wanted to change your business name? I I know it can be hard to make that switch sometimes. It almost feels like you're abandoning a firstborn child or something. Yes, that's exactly what it felt like. So when I first started, like I said, it was 2020. I kind of just jumped into it. I just posted a couple pictures on my uh, Facebook page and I had a bunch of people reach out asking for custom cups. And I was like, I should probably make this a little bit more official. And because I knew I wanted to do more with it, I wanted to um, expand it a little bit more. So I just, it took me a couple days and I came up with Danny Ray, which is my name, my first middle name, and then Crafts Boutique, because I didn't know if I was just only going to do cups. I've always been a creative person, so try I, I like trying different things. So I wanted to kind of leave it open. And then the fall came around, Christmas came around, and I was just so busy working my full-time job, having my family, and then doing this during Christmas season is so busy. 
So I just kind of hustled through that end of the year. And then once the new year came around, I didn't feel like Danny Ray Crafts Boutique was really it for me. It didn't feel, it just wasn't feeling it anymore, I guess. So Mm -hmm. I took a couple weeks at the beginning of the new year and was like, okay, what, what is my goal here? Like, what am I, like, what's me? So I came up with uh, pink ivy designs and pink is my absolute favorite color. I'm sitting in a pink room right now. It's just what I love, like a light pink. And then I'm obsessed with plants and ivy. So I just kind of came up with that. And I had so many people reach out to me and they're like, yep, that's it. Like, that's what it is. And so it felt really good and it just felt like the right fit. So it's more, it was more of a feeling, I guess. Okay. As you may already know, I'm a huge fan of selling on Etsy. I've had over 10 years of selling my jewelry and digital cards there. And to be honest, it is by far the easiest platform to navigate. It takes no time at all to list an item with a smartphone. And really, that's how I get most of my products in my shop. To make it easier for you to get started, I'm sharing a link in the show notes for you to open your shop with 40 free listings. That should motivate you to finally take that first step and get your shop online. If you're looking to finally open your store with absolutely nothing to lose, now is the time to try Etsy. Now back to the show. Yeah, I love that you just made the transition. Sometimes you pick a name and you're afraid that because you've made some leeway with that first name that you should keep it. But I think if you find one that fits better and you're not too deep into it, or if if you just tell everybody you're making that change, I think it's okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I think at the end of the day, I mean, and I was pretty fresh into it. I had only had that name for maybe five months, mm-hmm. maybe less than that. So it, it felt pretty safe to just make that change. But at the end of the day, I think you have to do what's best for you. And if you're not feeling something, you're the one that has to live with it, you know? Exactly. So it's just, right. you have to do what's best for you. Well, how about your Etsy shop? I noticed mm-hmm. that you were just getting started there. Uh, yeah. Where were you selling your items before Etsy? I was uh, word of mouth and Facebook mostly. Okay. Yep. I did mostly Facebook. I had a lot of friends reach out to me on pictures that I posted. I did create a business page on Facebook. I did post in Facebook, local Facebook groups, as well as some of the, there's some boutiques around us and they would post like once a month or once a week, you know, post your small business here. So I would do that and I would get customers that way. And then, yeah, I just recently, so in the last couple weeks, I, I I was kind of going back and forth on if I wanted to go Etsy or open like a Shopify website or something like that. And ultimately decided to go through Etsy just to get my feet wet and really drive traffic to something that's already established. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just a couple weeks in. So I just have a couple items on there that are ready to sell. So kind of getting my feet wet there just to see what it's like, because I did have people reach out to me through Facebook asking, do you have a website? Where can I find you? I think it's hard to just go through Facebook. Right. Yeah. And that was another question I was going to ask is how you liked selling on Facebook. I've never really talked to anybody before. I've never really asked that question before Mm -hmm. of anyone. I I don't know if people enjoy selling on Facebook or if it's possible to only just sell on Facebook. I've seen some people that just sell their products through Instagram. They don't have a website, nothing. It's just Mm -hmm. through Instagram. So I was wondering, you know, what your thoughts were on selling on Facebook. Sure. I... 
I think you can probably do it if it if you don't want to expand too much. I think if you really want to grow and if you really want to expand, you may need another avenue and something more I don't know if official is the right word, but it did feel more, it didn't feel as serious, I guess, going just through Facebook. It was a lot of word of mouth. I had a lot of people reach out and then it was kind of a back and forth of, I kind of want it. I kind of don't. I want to do this. And so I'd kind of go through the process of, okay, like here's some color options. Here's some ideas. And then you wouldn't hear from them again, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you're having a website and an Etsy shop, something like that, where it's, they have to go to you, they have to, you know, look at your items and then send you a message or purchase something. It feels a little bit more official, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I like that Etsy gives you the option to mm-hmm. provide very, well, maybe they're called other options. So if somebody wants a certain mug, maybe you make it in different colors. Yeah. So all those questions are already answered and it feels like your pictures and everything that you're providing is really selling the product. And I think you're right. They have such a huge customer base that Mm -hmm. you're inevitably going to have somebody asking questions about your pieces there. Yeah, exactly. It's just you can expand so much more than your smaller audience on Facebook. What have you found to be the best form of advertising for your custom tumblers? Uh, Word of mouth, honestly. I've had a lot of customers. For one example, I have a friend who purchase a cup and then her friend purchased a cup and then her grandma purchased a cup. And then it's just kind of, and then, so I've done so many custom cups for this, just one friend, like Facebook friend that I have and Mm -hmm. it kind of turned into more. So I've done all word of mouth is pretty, I haven't paid for any advertising at this point. I think at some point I definitely will. It's just right now I'm solely running on word of mouth. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing too is if maybe you're not a hundred percent ready for like a huge boom, it yeah. might be the best way. They always say like just don't, you know, it's not broke or whatever. Yeah. If it isn't broke, yeah. don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know, just stick with what's working. So how do you determine the cost for each item? It looks like there's so many steps mm-hmm. involved for producing each piece. I know um that's always something that I hear small business owners struggling with. And when something is very labor intensive, I almost feel like you have to say, well, I'm going to have to make some adjustments to my pricing. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that I think is always a struggle. And especially something like this, I've had this discussion many times with my husband, because we were trying to like, what makes sense and you know, how much time you put into it. So what I, what I personally did is I checked out other Etsy shops. I checked other um, makers that had similar items on their own website, kind of looked at all the pieces. And ultimately what I ended up doing, and this was recommended in one of the Facebook groups that I'm in, is I take my, the ounce of the cup that I'm selling and I add 10 to $15 to that. Okay. And then that's you, because most of my cups are, you know, 16 to, you know, 20, 24 ounces. And then so adding on top of that, and that ends up being about a little bit, I, I don't know that I'm, you know, necessarily profiting off that at this point. But because I feel like I'm a newer maker in this field, and I'm still learning, I'm still growing and all that, I, I don't want to price myself too high at this point, mm-hmm. because, you know, I just, 
might yeah, not be the best way to go. <laughs> right. No, and I do think you do have to take into consideration what other people in the market are doing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to end up outpricing yourself. Yeah. And I do agree that in the beginning, I don't know that I don't know how much, you know, maybe you could change your method, mm-hmm. but in the beginning, I do think you're just still kind of figuring things out and mm-hmm. I imagine if you have like 20 cups going at a time, now all of a sudden yeah. it's costing less and less and less. So yeah, so I, I definitely think you have the right approach there, but I always worry when it comes to like, for example, a knit blanket or a crocheted mm-hmm. blanket yeah. that takes months to complete. Yep. I mean, you're never going to charge $3,000 for that exactly. blanket. So <laughs> it almost has yeah. to be a passion project as yep. well as are you recovering at minimum your cost for all of your supplies? But I love that there is somewhat of an approach to pricing them. Mm-hmm. That's really, yeah, that's so important. Yeah. And I do try to keep, I mean, there's so many things that I would love. Like there's always new products coming out for us to use and new mediums and there's always things coming out. So the approach that I took when I first started was I'm not going to get myself buying all the new things, buying every cup that's available to me, buying every glitter color that's out there, you know, (laughs) all those things. Like I, I'm very thoughtful in my purchases because I do know that this can get out of hand very quickly when you're seeing all the pretty shiny new things. So just for myself, I'm just keeping it very, keep kind of keeping myself in check of just, I don't need to buy every item available to me. And just that way I can keep my costs down and just truly sell the items for what, what they are. And at some point I'll probably increase my prices. I do follow and have some mentors in the industry and they've, they've all been there and they've all done it. And it's getting advice from them on where to start and how to, how to build it up. So I've definitely taken their advice and, and I'm comfortable with where I'm at right now. Yes. Yeah. Oh, having the right community, I think is so important. You're right to do that. And I love that you're not buying everything Yeah, (laughs) because I know that (laughs) I know it's so easy to get excited about products. And then before you know it, you've accumulated a lot of supplies. Mm -hmm. And I found the best thing is you make one thing and then you get really proficient at it and then you move on to other things. So that's a great approach. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I, yep, I, that's exactly how I, think about it too. Well, it seems like you could apply the technique that you're using to create other pieces. Mm-hmm. Once you've got this pretty established, are you looking to grow your line with other things? I am. Right now I'm working on some like ink ink pens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those have been really fun. I have a couple in my Etsy shop right now, but I have a whole bunch that I'm making as I'm getting ready for a vendor event coming up here soon. So I'm going to be doing a little bit more of those because they're just fun and they're just something small, but they're so like fun and different. I'm also doing some wood. I'm based in Minnesota. So we have some Minnesota wood cutout signs that I've been working on. I've been doing a, cus- a commission piece right now for somebody with some paints and vinyl. And so I'm looking to do a little bit more of that. I've done a couple of those pieces um, and I love working on those. So definitely some items that'll be coming soon. Yes. Oh, I love that. I don't know. For me, I always feel like those, those like a TV tray type thing, like something where it feels like people are constantly right now, especially working from home and having to like my husband, he has kind of like this little mobile office. So sometimes he's in the kitchen, sometimes he's in the dining room. So something to carry all of those things with would 
it just seems like people would, yeah, Mm -hmm. would love that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's so much out there and that's, what's, I think the greatest thing is there's just endless possibilities. Yes. And once you've established that technique that you're using, Mm -hmm. it just seems like the sky's the limit. Oh, absolutely. Well, Danielle, what tips would you have for a small business owner that's just starting out in business? Oh, sure. I think the biggest piece of advice is just to go for it. I'm somebody that I really have to think through things and I tend to overthink things. And like my Etsy shop, I didn't jump right away and it took me a while and I'm still kind of just dipping my toes in. And I definitely think for somebody new, it's just go for it. Get really good at your craft and then put it all out there and just just go for it and don't you know hesitate. Just give it everything you have. I think I wish I would have done that in certain areas a little bit more when I first was starting out. Um, and I still am coaching myself through that some days or it's like, okay, stop overthinking this one little thing and just do it. It doesn't always have to be perfect. Exactly. Well, how about as it relates to being a mom and a business owner? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's always the struggle. I have an eight-year-old um, son. And one of the biggest things that's been just so great uh, for me and Pink Ivy Designs is my husband has been just an amazing support person. I typically work in the evenings after I'm done with my day job. So I'll um, get home and make dinner. We'll clean up. And from like six to nine, my husband is like hanging out with my son. They have like shows that they watch certain nights of the week. They go do stuff. But usually Monday through Thursday, my husband's like, he's got it. He's with my son and, you know, I'm home. So they come hang out in my office with me. And, but having somebody there that's supportive and can like tag your it, it Mm -hmm. means everything. Yes, for sure. Yeah. The help is amazing. I was, Mm -hmm. when I first started, I was also thinking the same thing. Like, should I put this on hold until I'm done? Cause I homeschooled my kids for a little while in between. I think it's just having that conversation and saying, Mm -hmm. I need the help that really, that really, you know, family and friends are more than willing to be there by your side. And I feel like sometimes that's the hardest part to do is just ask for a little bit of help. Well, what have you found um, has been your biggest struggle? Probably managing my time is probably the biggest struggle. I do have it set to where Monday through Thursday evenings, I'm pretty much in my office um, working. Um, But it is hard to manage the actual creating of the product, making, taking pictures, updating your social media, all those things. There's just so many components um, of a small business, as you know, but trying to kind of make time for everything that's probably the biggest struggle I would say for me. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I like that you've created a schedule where, you Mm -hmm. know, from these hours on these days, I'll be in my office. So that's the one thing I feel like a lot of people who struggle with time management is that they're, they're just, whatever is demanding their time at the moment is where they go, as opposed to saying, these are my hours. So that's, so important. Yeah. It's been really great for, you know, just our family time and everything. Cause I do, I do work on the, I do my work on the weekends as well, but it's a little less. So I'll, you know, we'll go hang out as a family and I'll be like, okay, I got to go put a layer on a cup real quick and then I'll come back, you know, (laughs) definitely sneak it in here and there, but just having those established hours have helped. 
Right. That's great. Well, where can we find and connect with you? Of course. I'm on Instagram at Pink Ivy Designs. My Etsy shop is Pink Ivy Designs Co. Um, And then I'm also on Facebook at Pink Ivy Designs. Perfect. Well, thank you, Danielle. This was so much fun. Thank you, Maria. I had a blast and I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Well, there you have it, my friend, another self-motivated CEO creating magic one design at a time. I hope you get a chance to take a look at Danielle's amazing work. I know I'm eyeing those beautiful pens that she's currently making. Be sure to visit the show notes to connect with Danielle and to take advantage of her 20% off offer. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job. 